Hello and welcome to episode number 147 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. Not really that many plugs. I mean, there's the usual ones. Living Room County Show every Friday night at Post Bar Cafe, 5th, wow, 6th Street between 4th and 5th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn. They are the last couple of episodes of You Can Do Better are on True TV at 10.30 p.m., but other than that big thing that we're going to be doing into the end of this month, which is literally like two weeks. Actually, it's probably going to extend a little bit further than that. So on Twitter, at NerdCrowQuo, on Twitter, we're going to be doing a Holly, Halloween. Wow. Halloween giveaway. There's going to be some Loot Crate stuff and some other cool stuff that we have collected over the years that we're going to be giving away on Twitter to various people. So how do you enter? How do you win? Basically, uh, all you have to do is that tomorrow and for the rest of the week and with next week's podcast, when we post the link, if you follow us on Twitter uh, you can do one of any number of things. Is You can click subscribe and let us know that you hit subscribe. You can leave a review on iTunes and give us some evidence that you left a review on iTunes. You can also, the very, very simple one, and this will be in the tweet of how you can do this and like basically win the various giveaways that we are going to be giving out. And then once you do them, uh, you can also tweet out the link or retweet the link to your followers share it any way you can and then like send us evidence of that and yeah uh the quote-unquote rules will be in the tweet so keep an eye on at nerpoquo on twitter this is a little like promotional thing that we're doing to try and get the word out of the podcast because there are exciting things happening some of them may be happening not in new york city some of them happening in new york city and we want to let people know about them. So depending on you, the fans, listeners of this podcast, to help us get the word out. And if you send us evidence of that, it will be in the tweet. And we'll send you some free stuff, some free Halloween-related swag. So yeah, at NerdPoco on Twitter. Also, the guest this week is at Elia Lucero on twitter and it is a big comic book episode we don't i feel like we haven't covered enough comic books on the podcast so this is a big comic book episode of all the comic books that we think you should be reading and it'll probably be a monthly thing uh, i know i said that about the anime and then it didn't actually happen monthly that's gonna be coming back god damn it things are happening and i can't talk about them but yeah uh monthly comic book stuff for you comic book fans monthly anime sum up for you anime fans all kinds of exciting things are happening like i said always keep an eye on that nerdpoquo twitter feed and yeah you could win some stuff you could also uh as always if you enjoy it click subscribe on itunes it's going to be available on other in other forms later this week but uh, that stuff is all coming. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode, episode number 147 of the Neuroproco Podcast. Big old comic, comic book. Yeah, enjoy the episode. 
And, and we are actually recording. Awesome. Did you see the last Jedi trailer? I haven't seen yes, it yet. Yes, we discussed it on the last uh, podcast. Well, did you see the, 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 the Black Panther? Well, of course. Yeah. Dad. Oh, that, that, that was just so beautiful. You know what? You know what's the part, honestly, that killed me was uh, Michael P. Jordan. Yeah. They, they had the, you know, in the other preview, you just see him like where he does like the swords thing. Yeah. And then this one, it's the right after he does like the swords thing, an, a panther outfit like materializes oh, over him. I'm beautiful. just like, oh, God, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be. I don't know, man. I kind of want to get those dots on my chest. But first, I want to get a chest like that, you know? Yeah. I'm working on it. You are? I'm working on it. I'm not doing any yeah, of that yeah, work yeah. whatsoever. I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, the joke that I was telling people was because we were discussing before we started recording uh, uh, that I've been binge watching Arrow. So uh, it's like I'm, tr- I'm trying to get them Arrow abs. <laughs> you <laughs> Not know, really, but, but you know. I could see myself binge watching those shows if TV ended and all I had was uh, the past. Well, it's funny because when I watch Arrow, I don't. I'm not like sitting down to watch it. I'm yeah. like in the middle of doing something Errands else. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to do that with TV, but now I play records when that ha- when I have or, to do that because yeah. I, I get too distracted and then I sit down and then I don't finish what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Record, uh, records are the best thing, except like when you're in the middle of cooking and your hands are mad dirty and then you got to flip a record. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine. That's why I don't do yeah yeah. That's why I don't really do music, it, and why like certain shows like like Air, you can just leave it on, and it's like. I did yeah. that. I did that this weekend. I'm I binge watched two like, I binge watched Mindhunters and then, uh, and then Manhunt. Manhunt the. It's the, uh, the series. Well, yeah, Manhunt the series, which is like I, I feel like it's an anthology series because they it's called Manhunt. Okay. Hyphen Unabomber. Oh, okay. So I feel like they're gonna do another Manhunt uh, because you know everybody's loving the true crime stuff. Right. I tried to watch the first episode of the Law and Order true crime with the Menendez brothers killing, and uh, I'll give it another chance because I I, I kind of fell asleep watching it. Uh, you know, there were influences involved. It wasn't just a show, but you know, as soon as I heard that first dun dun, I was just so happy. <laughs> yeah. Is it in New York? No, uh, it's the Menendez brothers. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's not, no. that's so in it's LA. Like a, single, yeah. a single story. Edie Falco's. I think she's like the lead prosecutor. Or something. Yeah, yeah. We just every time we start, we're, there's like a topic that we're like we're pre gonna talk about. Well, and yeah, then, but and we catch up. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Because last time I recorded, last week, I couldn't remember what stuff I had talked to. Because I listened back to it, but then like a week later, I just don't remember. Because we get into a conversation beforehand, and literally, I don't remember. Like what's in the pod and what's not. What did we just talk about and what's actually in the pod? What did I talk about? What did we, yeah. So I couldn't remember whether there was like a comic book, whether we had talked about, whether I had talked about comic books. We talked a little bit. Like we just grazed over comic books. But like at the end, I just listed been, a bunch. You've been doing like an, an almost every 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 Wednesday for every the last Wednesday. for the last year and change. The I missed two Wednesdays. I missed Thanksgiving of last year, and I missed when my granddad died. But then I went out on Friday. So uh, I, first of all, before we actually get into like all the stuff we're gonna, because there's like a lot of books that I want to talk about, and then like one or two TV shows. 
that are comic book related that we can get into. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like ahead of time, we kind of have to give a shout out. We don't kind of. We have to give a shout out to like fan bros. We got to give a shout out to like Ben. Ben. Oh, yeah. <laughs> DJ Ben. I mean, because there's a lot of books that like he just has been pushing and pushing and pushing that I finally picked up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. What, I mean, I know why it took me so long. I had no money. But I, was like, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it took me so long to check these books <laughs> I, like I also want to give a shout out to them and uh, Steph, I will, and Jamie Brownax uh, with their podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their podcast, Misty Nights Uninformed Afro. They recommended. Uh, I'm gonna say I don't like saying the word, so they recommended Bitch Planet. It's not a word that I often use. Yeah. So for a long time, I was just like, I don't know. I'm kind of put off by the word in general. So I would see it, and I was like, I don't want to read that. I don't want to read that. And they they did uh, episode two of of their current season of Misty Nights Uninformed Afro. Uh, they cover a character in in B Planet, and I just kind of like I was just like I need to read this. I need to read this, and and like the way they described it and everything. So I picked it up. I picked up a trade last week, and I'm like halfway through the trade. It's really good. It's well written. The art is wonderful. Uh, a lot of representation. A lot of different body types. Uh, and, and, and I really like the feeling like, you know, you're, you're reading through it and maybe this is like when an issue ended and another began because in trades it's, it sometimes it's blurry depending yeah. on the trade, but like there's one thing where there's just all this propaganda and the, and it's kind of like, it's written like, like news ads, like some like old school, more like yellow pages ads, old school yellow pages ads and like, um, also like misconnections. And on the top, it just says, yay, kids, patriarchy. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it's... it's so so what's, I the, recommend what's the premise of Bitch Dystopian Planet? future. Okay. Uh, patriarchy rules. Okay. Not as cool as... I mean, not as like somber patriarchy as, uh, as Handmaiden's Tale. I would call this more of a... Of a loud in your face patriarchy in okay. a very different way, like, and I mean somber because, like, you know, Handmaid's Tale, everybody's like do the thing. So, and B Planet would have B Planet is actually a a prison complex, and if a woman commits a crime, and one of the crimes is obesity. Like you know, like wow. like okay. if you're not, I might have to, okay, if just, you're just not you saying that, I might have to. Read like this if you're not lady, like like it's like. It's basically everything, everything that traditionalists, traditional uh, patriarchists want women to be and want society to be like almost. So it's like if, if a woman does anything, they can get sent to that planet. And, you know, it has a different name, but uh, they, the, everybody calls it B Planet. Right. And it's just a really great book. And, and, and like the ladies on... Uh, on the podcast said like it does have this grindhousey feeling to it even even the way the the animation is it's kind of like that it, it the animation style is almost like you're the, reading the art, an old comic st- book the art style yeah kind of yeah the art style it's kind of yeah i said animation i'm sorry <laughs> the the art style is kind of like that not pastels but kind of like um more of the muted colors instead of like the really bright glossy stuff okay okay uh yeah and that I'm enjoying that so far. I think it's like two trades in, uh, but it's really good. It's written by uh, by a woman, a white woman, and and it's it, the artist is a black man, and and 
And I really think they're, they're doing a good job at, rep at representation on the arts level and just telling a great story. Um, and I'm really excited to continue reading it. Word. Uh, I guess we'll go like back and forth. Cause, uh, yeah, let's talk about comic books, buddy. Uh, so I hadn't picked a... It, I think it's, it might already be done with. I'm not 100% because he just started another book that's like a sci-fi book. Who's that? Uh, Terry Moore. And if you've never read Terry Moore, Terry Moore did this really fantastic series called Strangers in Paradise back in the day that mm. was very it's no it's no sci-fi. It's it was basically the comic book that at the time everyone basically just said you you know your friend who doesn't read comic books because they're not into superheroes or anything like this that. This is what yeah. give them this because it's it's based in the real world. There's no super there's no like when you think comic book, the norm, any of that in it, it was just about three people, relationships, you know, uh, like American Splendory, where it's just kind like a of, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it does, it does spiral out and become really suspenseful because one of the characters has like a a history and a connection to like gangsters. Uh, a actually a a sort of Al Capone figure, but the Al Capone figure is a woman. Okay. Uh, and then one of the, I mean, spoiler, spoiler only if you, because this book is now done, it's, it came it's out. It's old. <laughs> yeah, it's old. Uh, but uh, it turns out that, like, one of the three main characters is this, the, this mobster's brother, and it's, it, it goes really down on this, like, mobster, like, the, the, one of the main characters, uh, Kachu, which is actually short for Katarina Chuvansky. She's like Pol it's like a Polish name. But uh yeah, it's about her and she's in love with her friend Francine and this guy David. And then it's it's the first like trade is like about their relationship and then the second trade like Kachu's past mm -hmm. uh comes back and her involvement with this mobster and it's revealed that David is actually this mobster's brother. And like, yeah, it, it go and it, it goes from there, and it's 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 a fantastic series. Also, the reason why I bring it up because you know you were bringing up B Planet and like uh, various representations of women of different sizes and all that is Terry Moore, both as a writer and artist, has always been credited where it's just like all his his female leads look like real women. Like they're not style. His artwork is not stylized. It's like it's cart. Sometimes it gets cartoony, but even the cartoony isn't like. All of his women look like people who could actually exist. All of his dudes look like guys who could actually exist. Like, one of the main characters, her weight goes up and down, and it's very like. Oh, that it's, sounds it's, cool. Yeah, it's uh, if you haven't read Straight Into Paradise, I would highly recommend Straight Into Paradise. I say this all to say that. Uh, he also did a sort of sci-fi book called Echo that I got the second trade of. And Echo is also fantastic. And then he started another book that is kind of like sort of Road Warrior-ish future, mm -hmm. but not that extreme. But like a future where just like, you know, a lot of stuff has kind of gone wrong. And it's just also, I would just, he did a run on Runaways as well. I, I would recommend like anything you pick up by Terry Moore. Everything that I've picked, he's one of those writers. That everything that I picked Wait, up by was him. was he the guy? Because how many how many runs of Runaway are there? I think isn't it just like the one and then? Well, no, there was there was Brian K. Vaughan. Yeah. Uh, Joss did it. 
And I think Terry Moore was either before or after Joss. I don't remember Terry Moore. But it was all like run. the same continuation of the story. Yeah. Same continuity. Yeah. Have you started reading the new Runaways? Not yet. I have purchased them and not read them yet because I didn't read the other ones. And like I feel like I was told kind of this is a continuation. But I'm going to give that up soon and just head into these ones. Because I'm sure they're going to recap it for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just excited for the TV show. And uh, Echo, the premise of Echo is there's this photographer, like reporter. I f- I'm forgetting her her name right now for some reason. Uh, and you'll forgive me because I, I read it like a little while ago. I should pro- I should have probably had them as a stack and yeah. <laughs> be like you're pulling them up on your phone. Uh, but uh, she goes to photograph like this sort of like military test that she's not really supposed to be at. And there's like an explosion. Uh and there's like a flight there's like a plane and a flight suit and the flight suit gets like blown up uh and some of the metal that's part of the flight suit ends up on her on her chest and it's just about like you know the aftermath of that basically of like the government chasing after her and the science scientists kind of chasing after her. and also there's a lot of stuff like all of Terry Moore Terry Moore's real strong suit is human interrelationships so of course all of it like she's divorced you know there's like a whole history with her husband and like a friend who also is, has and yeah all the interrelationship stuff is fantastic right, I'll, check, I'll check that out yeah how does it uh, Echo, I think, is now a couple of years old. Who put I, it out? Uh, Terry Moore, Abstract Studios. Abstract. Yeah. I think I get some stuff. Strangers in Paradise got picked up by Image for like a really brief while mm-hmm. when it was like at the height of its popularity. Yeah. And then I think Terry Moore, when, I think it might have been around the time when, because it was being put out by the Wildstorm. And then when Jim Lee went over to join. DC basically and Wildstorm basically got bought out by Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. and Wildstorm became not Image anymore. Yeah, uh, now it's a now it's it's kind of like a DC kind of yeah, subsidiary. it's like a DC imprint or something like yeah. Vertigo, but not really. Yeah, and that's I Terry Moore just decided I'm gonna go back to self publishing and yeah, I, he's another one of those guys like Brian K. Vaughan who's just like anything you put out, uh, no matter what the. Like genre, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. Like you know, like I have people like that. Brian K. Vaughn is one of them, and and like I'll read three of it. Like you know, like Hickman, I'll read yeah. at least three of them. And if if they don't, if if three comics don't catch me, then you know, say la vie. You know, like when four comes out, and I'm and I'm picking out a stack. Like today, I bought sixteen books. Right. So it's like if four came out, and I'm picking out a stack. Not 16, I'm sorry, 12. Uh, and I'm going to look at it. And I'm like, do I really need to read that? Sometimes I say no and walk away and give up after three. And sometimes I'm, I'm like deep in, like Saga. I'm deep yeah. in. I'm, I'm how, co- how far are you in Saga? I am caught up. So you're right up to the most. Maybe I, I didn't read last. I, I think I got a Saga last week and I didn't read it. So I am read all the way up to the, the most recent trade. I was reading the trade. Uh, this is the first time. This run right now is the first time that I'm not reading purely trades. I read this year, I believe, I read all, all of the trades. So a couple things, and, uh, and these are, okay, what we're about to get into is spoilers if you haven't read these comic books. So, so with Saga? Yeah, with Saga. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't, but these are trades. But you're not caught up. Trades. So there's stuff I can't say, right? 
Yeah, probably. Well, it's because I went up to the latest trade. The comic has definitely been coming out since the latest trade. Uh, so, yeah. uh, just losing Isabel. Oh my god! That killed me. Uh, the little the little meerkat thing at the end of like anybody could eat him, man. It's like it's like the first few seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Anybody could die. But it isn't even that. Like, because the meerkat characters, I mean, there was they were part of that arc. But they weren't like they're not major characters. They were just at the very end there. They didn't yeah. even have the. But it was just a really cute, it's a cute little baby meerkat thi- looking thing and, from and an the alien. And the fact that uh, oh god, that Hazel, that Hazel like has her like first like relationship with that one. Yeah, and then he bites yeah, he it at it. the end. Oh Ugh. man! But the way he bites, he just, that was just very that broke me. A little but bit. Isab- Isabel, I mean, like she died once already in a horrific way. Yeah, she had to die twice. Like. And he, and the second time was just like, was so like it was one of those things. It was just like, uh, and it's and it's done. But they we don't of course we don't see uh, Isabel die the first time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah. But just remember, Jamie, that when Isabel is introduced, we know she's gonna die because because Hazel's uh, Hazel's adult narrate narrator voice. Uh, oh right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, she said. Isabel was my babysitter for a bit. She's dead. She, you know, I, when I met her, she was dead. She dies. Uh, she isn't my babysitter forever, and she dies again. But we'll get to that later. And that was like maybe in the first or second trade. Okay, I had forgotten about that, but it's still like maybe that's because that, maybe that's why that kind of hit me. But there's also there, there's all kinds of stuff. Like I also that. read them in like in the, within a year. Yeah. So like that that was very fresh in my brain. I was like, oh man, I was just, I just kept waiting. When is when, when is Isabel oh, gonna eat it? When is yeah. Isabel gonna eat it? And I was like, okay, maybe maybe I have another year with Isabel, and I didn't. I'm very sad. That actually made me. I cried. I cried when Isabel died. I didn't cry, but I got I got I got. I, I had one of those moments that I've had very few times when I've read a comic book where I'm just like, I need someone to talk to oh about this. I couldn't, and I, I remember reading it, and there was no one I can speak to about it. Because, no, like, people haven't read it yet. I'm not going to write on Twitter about it yet because I don't want to fuck it up for other people. Oh, my God. I, uh, I think the last time I had a moment like that, the one that springs to mind is what I'll say. Is and I don't really read The Walking Dead anymore, but it was The Walking Dead in the books because this doesn't happen in the in the show. They wouldn't. I don't think they would have done this on the show. But when they kill Lori, wait, wait, which one is Lori? That was uh, Rick's wife originally. Oh well, she died. They yeah, but in the books she dies from a shotgun blast while carrying the baby. Oh, that's pretty cool. And the baby dies. The baby <laughs> dies. She's carrying the baby. Doesn't the baby survive? Not in the book. <laughs> in the movie, it does, right? In like the that. show, yeah. They, they, I mean, yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, I am watching uh, a break, uh, Walking Dead, but I missed a couple seasons, and I just went right into it, and I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, I. I'm not a completist when it comes to to I, Walking I, Dead. I, I have kept my promise of. Both in the comic books and the show, I was just like, when they kill Glenn, if and when they kill Glenn, I'm done. They killed Glenn, I'm like, I'm done. Did did Glenn die in the comic books yet? Yeah, yeah, no, Glenn died before that. A long time ago, yeah. Yeah, Not a long time ago, but but like, the time frame wasn't that far, but I was just like, it was like near 
issue 100, I think, of the comic book. And I was just like, I'm done with the comic book now. And then I didn't even, I hadn't even still been watching Walking Dead. And then I heard Glenn died, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with the show now, too. <laughs> Fuck oh, that God. shit. And it could be fantastic. Now, I've heard it's really good, and I'm just, I'm not watching it. All right, so what are you, what are you reading currently? Uh, are you following anything currently? I have to. Even if it's trade form. I, uh, okay, so a book that I just got started on uh, that uh, DJ Benjamin had been, like, pushing for a really long time yeah. was The Wicked and Divine and Monstrous. Okay. And the Wicked and Divine is just, or Wicked and Divine, yeah. I think Wicked and Divine, yeah. Is, Wicked plus Divine. Yeah, yeah, is, I don't, it didn't grab me the first time. I was like, this is good. This is a cool concept. Uh, well, first, when I heard about the concept, I was like, this is a cool concept. You know another concept? It's, it's like every 90 years, 12 gods are basically reborn as 17-year-olds, like teenagers. Yeah, and they got to die soon, too. And they're, in two years, they all die. And in the modern incarnation, since it's like I'm only one trade the, the, the book the book takes place in two thousand fourteen is yeah i'm only I've only read the first trade too is that uh you know they've become just basically like celebrities because that's what would happen in the modern times. I enjoyed the first trade, yeah, but i'm not it didn't hook me so i'm gonna I'm gonna get the second trade eventually when when like you know i I usually buy a trade. When I have a light week, you know, when I have a light comic book week, then I'm like, oh, I'll pick up a trade too now because, you know, I have that space. I only, like, I only read in trades. I can't. Really? Yeah. Well, because I can't follow them because it's so like the spaces when I can afford to buy them. Yeah. Is, like the. I put I put money aside. That's why I got like the part time job helps me. <laughs> Sometimes I take like just a tip money that I make bartending and I put that aside and I'm like, all right, this is Wednesday money. And you know, like the the getting the twenty percent from Midtown Comics is pretty cool. That, that helps too, but I, I also feel like I've because I've been reading in trade form for so long now. Yeah, I've been conditioned to read in arcs, and yeah. I just I can't I can't do the individual issues anymore. I enjoy reading in arcs more, but I really enjoy the my Wednesday ceremony. Sometimes yeah, I can see that. Sometimes I collect them. Like there's a lot of shit that I buy that I don't read regularly, and then. Like, uh, you know, I'll have a free afternoon and then I'll grab, a, uh, I'll go through a bunch of my comics. Then I'll read like five of one thing in a row. You know, there are things that I buy and I read right away. And there are things that I buy and, and like, I, you know, I'm putting them aside and then like I'm going to go into them. Especially if I know that I like them already, you know. Um, there's some where Wednesday creeps up. I haven't read them. They're number ones. I'm really interested. I like the art. I like the artist. I like the writer. I haven't read number one yet. But, but like, you know, today I just picked up Kill Minotaur. I picked up number five. Still haven't read one. <laughs> Have them all. Have them all. I've carried them in my bag several times. You know, sometimes something else, uh, something else grabs my attention. And it's just like, man, I really want to read this. It's the type of story that I'd like. But then I read stuff like Pestilence, uh, which is also Image. And Pestilence... Barely entertains me, but I read them when I when I get them. Are you like? A, do you repeat read anything? Like I very I, rarely. See, I'm I'm a person where it's like I'll go through it like once, as like just a a quick read through, and then I do a a second kind of uh, read through. That it's I do like a quick like when I first get them. Yeah, I do like a quick thing where I'm like I don't 
and I don't always register everything right away because uh, I'm just like reading through it. And then the second time, I'm kind of taking some more time to like appreciate the art. And I will say that uh, Wicked and Divine, the second time, I'll just like, I appreciated it more. Okay. And it's also, to a certain extent, like just the concept of that is, is right up my alley. It's I like, like the concept of it, but I mean, so something that has a similar concept that's a lot newer, it's only three issues in, but each book is like, it feels like a 50-page book. It's, it's uh, Sacred Creatures. Okay. It's an image. Uh, I forget who writes it. I'm, I'm really bad at remembering uh, the names of writers and you're, stuff. You're, you're in good company. Uh, but I, I, I got to tell you, man, I get that book. That's the first thing I read when it comes out. It's, a, it's always a fat-ass book, and it's, it's just so filling. It feels like a filling meal. It doesn't feel like, like especially with Marvel, I got to say, and sometimes DC as well. I don't read that many. DC too, actually. Especially with them, you feel like you just ate an appetizer and not like a, you know, like, I don't want like a full three-course dinner. I feel like that's a trade. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't want an appetizer either. I want like a sandwich. I want a lunch. I want yeah, something yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. hold me down. Yeah. And sometimes with the Marvel and the DC, even though like I'm, I'm like deeply, right now in Marvel, I'm following like Star Wars stuff, but there's nothing that I'm like super deeply invested anymore in Marvel. But while right now I'm deeply invested in mr miracle there's only been three of them but tom king is destroying it and and they're sh they're short books but they're densely packed like you know like he'll have nine frames in a page or maybe even more sometimes like um very reminiscent there there are these blocks of frames that are very reminiscent of dark knight okay or Dark Knight Returns, where they do like a like you you remember those TV frames where they have all those little yeah frames? yeah yeah very reminiscent of that in the style stylistically only, um, and it's just so good and it's telling this weird dark story that I don't really understand because I don't follow DC that hard body, but I'm fucking loving the writing the the complexity Tom King. I'm clean. Uh, I wanted to have Eve be a come good out writer, because man. Uh, he's been speaking very highly of uh, his Batman run, and also surprisingly, oh he said God, that the, he said that so like bad. Superman is actually really good. Right I now. actually want to start getting those the trades of that because uh, apparently the war of Tom King doesn't write Superman. But, I know, uh, but he said, but uh, Eve said that like Superman. It, it's he said Superman, and I kind of well he said it's really good, and I said yeah, that seemed like something that wouldn't work, and he's like I I know, but it works. Apparently, like, the War of Joke and Riddles is really great. Everybody's yeah. talking about it. I, I, I want to check out Tom King's Batman. I want to go back and read Omega Man. Uh, I want to read that. But I Vision, I mean, like, I'm, after I read Vision, I knew. Yeah. I knew 100% that, that I was going to read anything Tom King made. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless he gets, like, really super sexist or racist or does something like that's just going to ruin him. Like, like Frank Miller? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god master race i didn't buy it did you get master race i can't i can't bring myself to i won't spend money on that. i want to learn how to torrent comic books just so i could torrent that one because i'm curious yeah but i don't want to like touch it physically i feel like i might get dirty so talk about the premise for sacred creature sacred creatures uh, and it's I'm going to go get some books because I, I want to actually look up stuff while so you're talking it, about this it's similar to Wicked and Divine and only in the idea that it involves gods. So in Sacred Creatures, the seven deadly sins are manifestations of, of gods. 
they are gods. They are physical living beings. Uh, they look very different from each other. One resembles an older woman. One can resemble a younger guy. You know, but seven deadly sins are gods, and somehow they want to form a coup, the tatat, as I like to call it. Yeah, they want to form a coup against, uh, I guess, the angel that was on Earth that was keeping them honest. And I think it was a manifestation of Gabriel. I, wh- whatever, whoever the angel was, I gotta say, must have been like heavily influenced by Tilda Swinton and, and Constantine. Um, sure, because yeah, cause I mean, Tilda Swinton and Constantine is one of the reasons why I still like that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, I've often said about that movie is like I like that movie, but I watch that movie and just like under the the guise of like I'm just gonna pretend I'm just gonna enjoy this and pretend there was never a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I know I didn't when I saw the movie. I wasn't aware of the comic book, to be quite frank. I but, was, and I was just like, I don't know what this. I don't know what's going on. It's one of those things, those adaptations where you're just like, this is a fun movie. It's a shitty adaptation. <laughs> but yeah, going back to Wicked in the Vine, so there's that happening, and there's this art student whose uh, girlfriend is about to have their baby, and he's like this good straight arrow kind of guy, and all of a sudden the gods enter his life, but he doesn't really know that it's them, and all fucking hell breaks loose. I mean, they are running from rooftop to rooftop being chased by like giant cats in Manhattan. Okay. Like there's so much good going on. Definitely. I'm going to have to add this to the list. Like each issue is about like 50 pages long. Like a a trade will probably be a Bible. I mean, okay, that's fair. It's just so good. I couldn't recommend it enough. Sacred creatures by image comics. Uh, it's, I, I should look up the name of the people because this is just killing it. Why don't you, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, well, uh, another... Did uh, I talk about... I'm sorry, did I talk about Destroyer last week? No, well, a little bit. Because there's a couple books I definitely... That you have, like, talked about and recommended that I definitely want you to talk about. Um, okay, you, if you want to bring one up that you know that I definitely said, then I totally understand. Well, I'm going to do I'm gonna do a book, and then I will... <laughs> while you're looking that up. Uh, so, Monstrous is Majori Lu and Sana Takeda... Uh, Marjorie Lou kills that. Marjorie Lou, uh, there's some so incredible world building in it. It's definitely, uh, and the art is beautiful. Uh, the artist is actually this artist from Japan who used to do design work for Sega. Oh. So it is, like, the, the art in it is gorgeous. There's this great thing that, that Marjorie Lou uh, does in the world building, which is she has the cats in it, and the cats kind of are like historians. There's like these little like one page like asides where they have like these cats, and apparently the cats have multiple tails in this world. Uh, and uh, it's basically the cat, this one cat giving like the history of this world, and all of that stuff is is very cool. The story itself, the like, I feel like in the first trade, like, I'm into it. I'm definitely going to buy the second trade, uh, even though, like, fantasy books are not really my thing. Uh, if they're done well enough, I feel like I'll get into it. Like, this, I'll just, like, the art is so beautiful. And this is not anything against 
Majority Lou at like at all. It's just like Marjorie is dope, man. Yeah, I, I'm partially reading it just because of that interview and like just I follow her on Twitter now and she's, yeah. she's awesome. Uh, and what a power couple, Juno Diaz and Marjorie Lou. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But I I I I feel like there's enough of a world built here in this first. I feel like that it, it's always the job of like the first trade or the first couple. Of, like you're building the world. Not that there isn't cool stuff that happens, but like just uh, also the, like the the delineation between the Arcana, which are kind of like the magical creatures and and humans that are kind of at war, and there are also these guys. Like there's so much. I feel like it's this is a bad experience, a bad comparison, but it's like it's the go-to comparison. It's very, it's got Tolkien like depth to it i could see i could see that comparison yeah i'm in the middle of reading the first trade it is dense <laughs> af yeah it is super dense but i bought the first two trades because uh there was a sale yeah <laughs> uh let me just say real quick sacred creatures uh written by klaus jansen and klaus jansen okay and pablo raimondi huh klaus jansen is used to be an inker yeah yeah well, these if are I'm the not, names. If I'm not mistaken, I might be completely off about that. These are the names that come up. So, uh, so that. Oh well, yeah. It looks like it looks like he worked. He did Daredevil with Frank Miller in 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was he was Frank Miller's inker for a really long time. Well, it looks like here. I think he he gets top billing as an artist. Yeah, yeah. It says yeah. Daredevil by Frank Miller and Klaus Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. The over. Let me see if I can find a quick overview. When the supernatural forces maintaining the fragile balance of power in this world start to unravel, Josh Miller, a young college grad and expecting father, is caught in the middle of a vast conspiracy threatening to tear apart the foundation of humanity as we know it. It's the end of the what? No. I don't uh, want to license so, that song. So the other one is, I'm going to get this, Black Monday Murders? Is that what it's called? Black Monday Murders. Oh my God! It's 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 wonderful. This is clearly a book that I should be reading, and I just have no. It is Hickman at its best. I believe it's uh, Image as well, and it it takes place it, in the it, world. Image is just putting out all of the best books right now. Almost all of the best books right now. And I gotta I gotta tell you, I really believe Hickman is world building, and he's gonna start his own Hickman world because I think east to some east to nowhere or some. Or East to West. I forget the name of the the other comic, but there's another comic, and it feels like they exist in the same world, and I really do think so. So the financial institutions are ruled by. Let me see if I can get a, a proper overview. I'm gonna try to talk about it. Financial institutions are ruled by uh, by vampires and devils, and oh my god, it's so great. Um, and all the people that all the people that like participate in the financial institution, like the top houses of the banks that go like back forever and forever and forever, have always had some type of pact. And and there is and there is a there's definitely like a uh, so it's it's there's a murder mystery wrapped up in a financial mystery with some people are some vampires and some people have been around forever and the god is Mammon and Mammon is is called uh, the god of oh hail Mammon and I think um, historically Mammon is the god of uh, money. Isn't he also supposed to be the devil's like kid or something or am I like maybe I don't know. You're asking the hard questions, Jamie. <laughs> 
speaking of Constantine, that was like a de- that was like a detail in Constantine. <laughs> it's like Mamon is like the devil's kid or something. Oh man, I, I want to read this and it's so tiny, and I can't make the zoom. Come on, Google Books thing. <laughs> zoom. All right. Anyway, I want to read you the beginning of it. Uh, all hail God of Money, Mamon. Uh, a crypto noir series about the power of dirty, filthy money and exactly what kind of people you can buy with it. Uh, it's the lead detective is a black dude named Dumas. He's mad cool. The family murders are crazy. So a Black Monday. Do you know what Black Monday is? Let's start there. Isn't that like the shopping thing or my? No, no, that's Black Friday. Okay, uh, I'm thinking Cyber Monday. I'm terrible. So I think historically this also backs up, but a Black Monday is uh, what's the actual definition? In finance, a Black Monday refers to the Monday when stock markets around the world plummeted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Sh- the the stock market crash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Shedding a huge value in very short time. Uh, so there's one specifically that happened in 1987, but if you go back even to um, the the Great Depression crash, like the big crash, it always follows a murder. Okay. Of okay. some like big financial person, huh. and it is said that that is for because that blood is an offering. And, you know, big financial institutions low-key make mad money on crashes afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the comeback is, is amazing. And sometimes it's like a restart button. So that's really how it starts. The art is amazing. Very noir art. Uh, the characters. It's one of those books where you're going to go back to the character page because it's like so entrenched and so many different names and so many different. And, and there's, there's pages and pages and pages of no art, just information. And even that is fascinating. Okay. This is, I mean, this book is, the first trade is out. I think the second trade is out by the end of this year. And in December, uh, I definitely recommend seeing Black Monday Murders. Uh, our friend Adam Stone, who, who uh, uh, works at a comic shop in Cambridge, said he waited for the trade and he loved it. Um, a lot of people I've, I've spoken to waited for the trade. I've, oh, I've been a Hickman fan since FF. Okay. So uh, Fantastic Four and FF Academy or whatever. And uh, so when it dropped, I picked it up and I was interested. In, and, and there was a black uh, superhero in the front or a black detective. And I was just like, I'm in here. I'm in here. And I got to tell you, Jamie, Black Monday Murder. I can't, I, I can't recommend it hard enough. And funny enough, that's one of the books that I kept recommending uh, – uh, DJ Bahamin yeah, yeah. that he recently picked up, and he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. I like these things circle around, and you're just you're just like, and then as soon as like, if someone like talks about it enough, and you you're like, "Oh, there there's a there's a reason why everyone." Um, oh my god! So like to shift gears. That's why I'm, I'm called the mayor, man. I might have to like look up because so, there was another one that you had talked about, but uh, I picked up this book. Uh, oh, oh wait. Are you talking about um, Destroyer? No, that's the, the one that I want you to, to talk about uh, okay. right after. So okay. uh, I picked up this book because uh, Black Nerd Problems, actually, Omar, and I think – I forget who like posts these a lot by the, the guy who's the artist on this. Yeah. His name is Marcus Williams. Let's see. Uh, I really like his art. They're doing a thing. 
that is almost over uh, this month called Swaptober. It's which they gender and race swap uh, a bunch of different comic book characters. And I might have talked about this. On, no, I don't think I talked about this on a podcast. Uh, but uh, there, it, there is one. That, I mean, you could just look it up because he's he did an, an entire like I think he did it like thirty of them for you know October. Uh, so you got like a Black Wonder Woman. Uh, it's not in the, the book that Elio is looking at right now, which is called Tuskegee Airs, uh, which I will talk about in a moment. But uh, if for no reason, you should look up the gender swapped Psylocke because it is the Psylocke costume. On a dude. Oh, that's wonderful. I want to check and that out. And it is so... It's fantastic. So, this book, Tuskegee Airs, which is... When did this drop? Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this dropped. It's pretty recent because I've been following... Oh, December 2016. Yeah, so this is like a while ago, actually. I'm surprised I never saw this in comic stands because I would have totally bought this. Yeah, it's uh, Marcus Williams and Greg Burnham are the writers, and Marcus Williams is the artist. I... Saw this and I was just like, I really like this dude's art. Is it? Yeah, it looks like it reminds me of the art. It's reminiscent. Is it the same guy? It's reminiscent of the art from, um, from Boondocks. Uh, I d- it yeah. is okay. I think he might have worked on the animated series. I'm not 100% on that. I mean, he's not the guy, obviously, behind the comic book because that's a different guy. Oh, man. I can't comic. wait to cop this. Uh, I will say it, it takes place way in the future where all, like, air um, airplanes and stuff have been outlawed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially, like, you know, planes that are, uh, like, independent, like, warplanes or whatever have been, like, uh, outlawed. Uh, there's this group of kids that this, like, former general is training. Uh, and they're all, you know, characters of color. It's uh, and in in between, like uh, the action in it, uh, which I will get to in a, in a moment because there's some cool action. In it there's a lot of like history, oh. of like Black history that's just put into it. Uh, American history. Yeah, it's very uh, uh, <laughs> obviously you know because the book is called Tuskegee Airs. Yeah. Uh, there's the history of the Tuskegee Airmen in there. There's talk about like the Red Tails and all that. Like, Not the movie. Not the movie, the actual George Tales. Lucas. Yeah, god damn you! I skipped it. I try. I tried. I tried to watch it. It's it's not good. I did it. I, I wasn't gonna. I I saw the reviews. I saw. I remember the HBO movie, uh, the Tuskegee Airmen, and I really enjoyed that one. And I thought that was good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I really appreciated about this book, as uh, aside from that, you know, it's it's too, you know. Uh, it's basically all done by uh, to to uh, all the characters are are people of color. You know, it's done by people of color. Like all the people behind it, uh, there's like Black history stuck into it. It's it's also if you read it, it's most definitely an all ages book. Okay. Uh, unless like unless I'm complete because I only had the the first two issues. Unless in like issue three and four, it gets super ridiculously violent. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think, because if you read this, you're like, this definitely seems like they're trying to to keep the like to PG? Hit, like an all ages uh, thing, and especially by having all almost like all the main characters be like these kids who are like 11 and 12 and 13, uh, which is something like that is 
especially like to shoot for that audience and not just to shoot for that audience, but to shoot for that audience with like, you know, characters of color in it. I was just like, all of these are things that I, I need to support and this is going to sound terrible even if the book is not good. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, well, I don't, I don't think people, I don't think you should ever say that. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you why. I mean, because I of that, that, because I of was, the old, because of the old, um, yeah, the, no. you know, the old argument. Oh, you know, we don't hire the, we don't hire the black people because we just hire whoever's the best. So, yeah, no, 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 exactly. I uh, mean, what I, what I definitely do is, uh, uh, stories of of less represented people in media, I definitely pick up their number ones and number twos, yeah, yeah. just to give them a try. But it you know it it don't always jive well with me, uh, especially when 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 it's a white person telling the story. And you know, at the comic shop, you know what I try to do? I try not to look it up at the comic shop. I I read it, I give it a chance, I look it up afterwards, and like there's a there's a book called The Good Place. And it just seemed a little too violent for me. It's like, you know, set in Detroit. There's a black getaway driver. He goes to jail five years. He comes back. This is all in the first book, in the first uh, um, issue. And and then somehow, you know, he's trying to stay straight. He's trying to, he goes back to his old debtors. And he's like, hey, we're good. He's like, yeah, we're good. Just don't, I don't want to see you again. He's like, all right, you're not going to see me again. And, you know, he goes back to work in his dad's mechanic. He's got his dad's mechanic shop. And and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna stay on the straight and narrow. And then he goes to a bank to try to get a loan. And while he's in the bank, um, these two bank robbers come in. They recognize him, and that's how the 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 first issue ends. I didn't buy the second. I don't really need to. Uh, this isn't very unique story anymore to me. This is a uh, I I keep trying to stay out, but they drag me back in. You know, um, I saw Swordfish already. Just because <laughs> right, right, just right. because you make. You know, just because you make Hugh Jackman's character black doesn't mean that you're telling. And then I looked it up. Oh, it's a white writer. He's been writing for a lot. It's not a bad book. Yeah. But it's there's nothing about it that is grabbing my attention enough to say, okay, this is a, a new series that I'm definitely gonna follow. You know what I mean? It's like he's not telling his own story. It's not doing a bad job at it. I, it's just not compelling enough for me to continue. Well, well, let me let me rephrase it. I wouldn't read it if it was bad. What I mean, what I what I. <laughs> Let me let me backtrack that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, is what I mean is I I would still like highly recommend it even if it wasn't something that I was into. Let's put it that like way. if you recognize it was good, but it's not necessarily your cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, just because like this book in particular, just like there's so many, and then like the art is just dope. Like I just love the art. And the fact that when they finally do get in, like, they've been training on these old school, like, propeller, yeah. uh, which is supposedly, like, restored versions of the planes that the Red Tails flew. And then when they kind of get in trouble, it's like, all right, we need to actually, like, go into, like, what I've actually been training you to fly. And it's, like, these super, like, a like these jet planes that have, like, lasers and AI and later you find out that they actually can turn into like mechs, and it's just like, okay, all right, you 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 have planes that ha like are like Knight Rider, but a plane, and 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 like their secret mode is that they can turn into a robot and fight as a robot. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I didn't know all of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't yeah. know if I was ready, but I'm ready now. It's and, and it's one of the, 
one of the things, like, I'm definitely going to try and look for this book because uh, it looks like they're, they're, if not self-publishing, then they're, like, putting it out. Like, yeah, it, you know, like, I haven't seen it in Midtown. I go to, I go to the Midtown. Man, if Wednesdays, somewhere between 12 and 1230, if you, yeah. wanna, if you just want to say hi, come down to Midtown Comics. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got an hour-long break. Ellie will be there. I got an hour-long break, and I broke it down. Ten minutes to walk there from my job. Ten minutes in the store. <laughs> 10 minutes to walk back, like 15 minutes to, no, like 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes to get lunch and eat it. And then like the last like 10 minutes, I try to read one comic. And then I get, and then I, you know, don't read it during work, but I kind of read it during work. Yeah, of course. Uh, So Destroyer. Destroyer. Before we get to Destroyer. Okay. I bought today a continuation of the Animosity series. Dude, I've been meaning to because you lent me like the first four issues, and I'm hooked. I just can't come like, come I, home come home and get some more. Come over and get some more. Uh, uh, on Friday, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'll try <laughs> to leave, leave them out. Yeah, I'm gonna try. So tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll try to leave some out for you. My biggest problem is I just haven't gone through my stack. You know, I've been working super overtime. So Marguerite Bennett and Eric Gabs Gabster. Uh. Got this book called Animosity, and I started it uh, with a recommendation from Benjamin and Fan Bros. And what happens is, and I think this is like might have been one of the first ones that I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go, I gotta start comics. I cop and go every Wednesday, kind of. And maybe it was one of them. I believe so. And I gotta tell you that this book is amazing. So the premise of regular Animosity, or of just of the Animosity universe, is that. Uh, animals awake one day and they all have consciousness. Every animal, every single animal. Like every animal, yeah. And there's a wars and wars on humans. And, and and the original animosity is is a tale that follows this uh, young lady and her and her um, hound dog uh, Dandor. I forget the young lady's name obviously because why am I going to remember a kid's name when there's a fucking talking dog? Uh, exactly. But uh, and, and it's a great story and I'm following it. Ten came out today. But then they started like other animosity series. One, because this one starts in the East Coast, the regular one. So this other one that they started starts in the West Coast. It was like two issues. And now today is the first issue of Animosity Revolution. And it is amazing, Jamie. I read it. I tweeted at both of them. They retweeted me. They're great. Uh, thanks for retweeting me, guys. I think it has something to do with the cool gif. Um, what the the guys who do animosity? Yeah, Marguerite Marguerite Bennett and uh, and er, er, did I say Eric uh, Gatsper? I believe so. Um, and yeah, Eric Gapster, G A P S T U R. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, let us interview you. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> I should try and get them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we can go to you. Um, but I, I, it's just such a good book and. All right, I, I'm not giving much away. It's the first one of this one. Something that hasn't happened in the other uh, animosity books. Uh, this this like half husky, half wolf that is the leader of like the West Coast, San Francisco Bay Area kind of res- resistance. There is getting hated on by other animals and gets blown up towards the end of the book, but doesn't die. Okay. And the last panel, as you see. You see the the um the oh, you see her stand up, and with a bionic arm and a bionic eye kind of shit, and that's where the book ends. And I just lost my shit. 
everything else like the setup is great the writing is great it's really what it's the whole series i would recommend everybody read the whole series of animosity uh and the spin-offs but like when now they're introducing animals with with you know a, do a, a dog wolf with one opposable thumb and 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 a bionic red eye and i'm just like i'm in i'm yeah, in yeah you never disappoint me you guys but destroyer i'm sorry um victor lavalle uh, who I believe lives here in New York in the Heights, maybe, is an author, has great stuff. This is a limited series, a six-book series. We're up to five. The new one drops, I believe, in November. It's, it is about, no, it drops next week on the 25th of October. I forgot. I looked it up today. Uh, I can't wait to finish it. The Descendant of Victor von Frankenstein. Okay. Is a black uh, woman, and she's one of the descendants, long line, and she's been working with with a government agency on the low. Oh, not on the low, like that's her life. She's been working on uh, on nanotechnology and different things, kind of trying to bring back the Frankenstein, but in her own way. And she falls in love, and you know, has a kid, and kind of leaves it behind. And her teenage son is walking down the street one day after baseball, holding the bat over his shoulder, and the neighbor calls in. A complaint and says that there's a black man with a rifle walking down the street. Kid, oh, oh boy, <laughs> you know, kid dies. It's 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 2017. This is it happens all the time. But the spin is his mom is like descendant of Frankenstein. He's a defendant descendant of Frankenstein. So she brings him back. <laughs> Another character in this uh in, in the series. Frankenstein's original monster who was away somewhere else. There's so much that goes on in between then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's like, the saying anymore, my, I don't even think I can spoil it if I tried. Okay. <laughs> like, it's such a good book. Everybody, please check out Destroyer. Um, the six, like I said, six ones coming out. It's the last one. So you, um, soon you might just be able to get one full trade of it. Uh, maybe like in, either in December or the new year. But it's, it's, it's so worth a read. It is. It's. It's such an amazing series. Can't say enough. Jamie, are you going to talk about the sequel to the Bible? Yeah. Uh, so two things briefly, and then we'll do some maybe some quick hits, and then I think we should hold off on like some of the other stuff for the next time we get together. So I saw this at one of the like Rick and Marty, like the final episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have to hold off <laughs> until next time. But uh, he fought the president. Yeah. It, oh man. Okay. Okay. Till next we're, time. We're gonna have to talk about that next time. Uh, so I saw this at like one of those tables at near comic con like i i always i was trying like i kind of peruse like the indie creators and see like who's like in artist alley and sometimes there's some in other areas of near comic con where someone just has a table with some crazy ass shit that is just like i what is this so i saw this and it's called uh basically on the top is the newest testament presents bible the bible 2 and the cover is jesus on the back of a uh a rainbow winged unic pink unicorn shooting m16s and shooting lasers out of his eyes and i was like obvious yeah i was like what the hell is this and it turns out it's like it's takes place after the new testament after jesus wakes up after the three days and it's basically what has happened to jesus between when he wakes up after those three days in rome 
uh, and right up until maybe like the 1500s or something like that. And it is, inter- it is clearly from the cover. It is a comedy. It is horribly sacrilegious. It is horribly violent. It's just, it's basically kind of Jesus a little bit as a dude bro with like superpowers. And there's there's some actual like history, like stuff like religious and like things with the Pope and like France in there. But I, I can't even say that, like I loved this book. I thought it was hilarious. But it's hilarious in like that kind of like, th- yeah. It's hilarious in the manner of like, this is so ridiculous that I like it. But if you're not, if you're not in with like stuff that's like, if you're like a super Christian or whatever, you'll you'll hate this book. I bet to differ, Jamie. I I haven't read it, and I thumbed through it, and I'm not a super cr- Christian. But if you're a super Christian, that all that that can take a joke. I mean, like yeah. I mean, if you saw, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. If you're a super Christian, I don't know. If you get, if if you're gonna get offended that. Jesus is shooting lasers from his eye while, while <laughs> yeah, riding yeah. a pink rainbow-winged <laughs> unicorn with two, what only I can say are, uh, I don't know, some type of machine gun. I'm acting like I know guns. Yeah, I, I did too. I said M16s. I don't even think they're M16s. No, no probably not. So AR-15s maybe. The, uh, the artist, the, the story is by this guy named ZM Thomas. The art is by Amelia Wu. Uh... Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like you can get the you could probably order. I don't think you could get this at your local comic shop. You'd probably have to like go looking for this and order this trade. Uh, but it's just it's one of those things where it's just like if this is what you're into, like me, and you think this is funny, I want to read that. You're, so th- you're bad. gonna th- you'll you'll think it's hilarious. You guys, I and it is hilarious. It's hilarious is what I'll say. Okay, I just want to talk about. I just thumbed through it. I haven't seen this book before. He we just like you can take that. You can definitely take that with you. It's, no, it's no, no. This is signed by people. I can't take this home. I might ruin it. I have a I have a puppy. Did you did you did you see how he signed it? It's the, how the guy. You can just tell by the the dude who's the writer. Don't stop believing. Journey. And then he crosses it out. Underneath it, he writes Jesus. Yeah. I love it. All right. So I'm going to tell this one page. Just towards the back where there's just like a bunch of art. It's the, it's the last dinner. And Jesus is eating with the founding fathers. And is that Benedict Arnold I see playing the role of, of Judas? Probably. It's just hilarious. Probably. Yeah. It's, it's, oh my it's God. crazy. This book is crazy. There's one of him fighting in the Revolutionary War with a very modern machine gun, yeah. but holding up the American flag with only the 13 stars in yeah. a circle. I mean, you guys. It's crazy. Also, just really quickly, and then, L, you, you can... Because uh, you bought and read a lot more comics than I have recently. I recently re... I didn't own them. I had read them. Yeah. But the... Uh, and I've talked about it forever, the Matt Fraction, David Aja run on Hawkeye. Uh, I would highly recommend it if you haven't read it. The newest it. Hawkeye? Not the newest Hawkeye. I haven't gotten to the newest Hawkeye yet. Uh, although I've heard that that's also pretty good. Uh, the, the, thing, the thing about that run uh, with, you know, Clint Barton and, and the... Uh, and, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on... 
Starts with a K. The other Hawkeye, the lady Hawkeye, the junior Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Her and name is Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Also, the other Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop. That's her name. Uh, in a tenement in Bedsty, and just like dealing with like mobsters and stuff. It's like this. It's basically you will read it, and it'll be really good, and it'll also depress you that there was never a Netflix fee- series made out of it. That they went a different direction with the Hawkeye in the MCU. Like and that's all I'm gonna say about that. It's great, but it also like it'll make you'll it'll make you love Clint Barton as a character, mm-hmm. but it'll also make you depressed. That's like why did they never adapt this? Okay, uh, I gotta tell you, Marvel's kind of boring me these days, uh, comic book wise. With Marvel, definitely I can I can read trades. I can't I. I kind of got to stop single issuing yeah, Marvel. I'll, I'll I'll read individual trades by writers that I like. Yeah. All right, so let me just do a couple hot takes. I, I said Generation Gone already. Uh, yeah, you've been kind of pushing Generation Gone that I... Uh, no, I didn't talk about Generation oh, Gone. Talk about Generation Gone. Generation Gone is dope. So these three kids planning a bank robbery. Uh, they're going to do it all online. They want to they wanna, they wanna do everything on... Uh, rob a bank online, whatever, through like you know computer science codes. And at the same time, there's somebody like the NSA or Deep... And he's tapping into into them, and he sees everything they're doing. So he, what he does, what he wrote is this code that, when read all the way by someone, can alter your DNA and give you powers. And these three kids uh, end up like teenagers, like older, te- like eighteen, seventeen. Um, they end up seeing it and waking up. And that's basically the first book. There's a lot of writing. It's really good. I just read the fourth one today. And the fourth one has a major twist that I didn't see coming. And I, it, it, so I gotta say, until now, I've been thinking this book is interesting. This book is interesting. I really like it. I really like it. This is interesting. But now, like, this was the one that made me go, whoa! So, number four of Generation Gone, Image, fucking great book. Aftershock, who I think is doing a wonderful job. Uh, I've been really enjoying Baby Teeth by okay. Aftershock. Baby Teeth is a girl who gives birth to a baby, and the baby is somehow only drinks blood, but isn't really a vampire. And and when the baby, when when she has contractions in the first issue, there are earthquakes during each contraction. Okay. Um, the baby is very. Um, fussy with the the blood he eats he won't eat just any blood and at the same time there are these assassins sent to kill the baby uh that's all i'm gonna say about baby teeth it's great it's one of the ones that when i buy i open immediately um definitely drink uh don't drink it (laughs) i'm sorry definitely read baby teeth by image another one that i'm really into is redneck uh redneck is written by this guy that I really like. He just had um, something called, I think his name is Donnie uh, Coates. And he just had a book called God Country that was only like six issues that was amazing. Uh, Rednecks is wonderful. It's based in Texas. And they're vampires. And they're rednecks. I mean, okay. like, what else could go wrong? It's <laughs> okay, wonderful. Sure. It's wonderful. Um, is there something you wanted to ask about? Because there's another one I have, like, right at the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have... Let's see. What else did... I was trying to think, because I, I, I basically, like, had re... 
gotten a couple of things. I'm trying to remember what else I picked up. I have you tried um, Mech Mech Cadet U? No. It's awesome. It's mechs. Okay. I love okay. mechs. Okay, that's fair. So it's a world where, like, you know, they needed the big giant, and they come from somewhere they don't even know where they come from, but then they pick their driver, and this like janitor kids and ends up being the driver of a mech, and I'm enjoying it. And it's by the same guy. It's by Greg Pak. Oh, word. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So because because like his incredible uh, awesome Hulk, I really enjoy it when there aren't a lot of tie-ins, <laughs> which is another problem. Uh, but I'm, I'm, yeah, you should check that out. And the last one I want to talk about, probably, is uh, Curse Words. Okay. Me, Tavon put me onto Curse Words. I love Curse Words so much. Curse Words is about uh, a wizard named Wizard. But with, a, uh, you know, like he spells it slightly different. And he, he's from this realm. And he comes to Earth, um, like kind of almost against... He comes to Earth... Having to do one thing for his boss, but at the end of the day, realized that no, I don't want to do that. I like being on Earth, and shit ensues because then the boss sends people here to to um to try to take him out, and it's hilarious. Like it's actually really funny written, uh, and they try to take him out, but you know, like he fights them. But in one, like, so in one of the first is- first two issues, he fights this guy from this other realm. He knows him. They fight. They end up fighting inside of a stadium. He doesn't want the people of the stadium to finger him. He gets a little paranoid. He shrinks the stadium and makes and puts it in a different world, gives them their own world. But now nobody knows where the stadium or everybody who's watching this baseball game is. <laughs> it's written by Charles Suley, S-O-U-L-E. And the artist is Ryan Brown with the E at the end. That one is called Curse Words, and it is amazing. I who, who, really is that also it. Image, or who is that? Curse Words is definitely Image. Image is just killing it, man. Image is killing the game. <laughs> it's putting out, like, all the best. There's one called Maestros or Maestros that the number one came out today. I read it. I'm I'm down with number two already. It's okay. it's funny. It's great. And it... It's more like magic-y stuff. Uh, yeah, so far that's where I am, you guys. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, oh, Jamie. That's, I'm, I'm, I think we're, 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 we're almost at an hour. <laughs> this is exactly what oh. I was excited about also, about I, doing this. Oh, I just also want to give a big shout-out to uh, Lionforge and their Catalyst Prime series. I'm collecting a lot of them. I've read a bunch I've read Noble. I've read the one I, uh, Ace Blade. I think it's called the, not Ace Blade. It's it's one with a speedster. There's one called Superb. Uh, there's four different titles coming out of it. it uh, Astonisher. It's definitely world building and it's really cool. And they're just building their own world with their own superheroes. And I'm I'm really excited to see what comes next out of that press. Um, DC has said Mr. Mr. Uh, Mystery. What's his name? Mr. Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me though. That's like a. There's a whole thing there. Uh, there's a Wonder Woman Conan crossover. <laughs> uh, it's Dark Horse in DC. I did not enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> there's a image has something called Angelic, and it's kind of a, a bunch of animals that fly, and they're animals against other animals. They haven't seen a human in it yet. Only one dropped. They do this language building thing in it that is hard for me to get my mind over. Wrap, wrap around because you have to 
I guess once you read a bunch of them, you'll understand exactly what everybody's saying. But everybody speaks in these coded languages. Right. So I mean, if that if you're into it, I'd, I'd give it a chance. I wouldn't say it's horrible. Uh, I'm definitely gonna try issue two. I just gotta say, I'll definitely try two. Uh, Dark Knight Metal is another DC that I'm kind of interested in, but I can't. Pestilence, uh, zombies during the Crusades. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, uh, it's it's entertaining. It's a lot of reasons for them to say wench and show pictures of of women that could never exist and 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 you know and uh, sure sure and you know and oh come here wench. But then once you get past that and it's just zombie 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 zombie. Like the Pope is is might you know is might be attacked by a zombie and they have to try to save him. Once we get there, it gets a lot more interesting. I'll say. Um, so I'm digging. Uh, you know what? Like I'm reading Pestilence. I haven't stopped. <laughs> There's also Elsewhere. Elsewhere is happens off planet sometimes, and I guess this is where people go because um, what's her name? Uh, what's her name that fly that flo- flew the plane and was and we lost her? Amelia Earhart shows up there. So if you want to okay. know what happened, if you want to know what happened to Amelia Earhart, um, cop Elsewhere is also Image, uh, Darth Vader, Captain Phasma, Mace Windu. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the Star Wars ones I'm following hard. I'm still buying Jessica Jones, even though I'll probably start waiting for the trade. But I feel like Bendis misses so much. But when he hits, he hits hard. Yeah, and I think I he hits hard with, with Jessica you. Jones. I, w- I would have to agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm still buying all the Tana Hesse Coates books. If it has his name, I just buy it. I'm stockpiling a bunch of them. I can't wait to take a vacation or something. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same thing about America Chavez. Uh, I, I was really enjoying it. I got a lot of hate on the internet. I think they were all stupid people. But I feel like the American Chavez book, America, is really dope. And, you know, the writer's really dope. I, re- I really enjoy it. And it, there's a lot of Puerto Ricanisms in it. And it's written by a Puerto Rican. I feel like white kids don't, on the internet, that, that's, that hate on stuff have been hating on it unfairly. But whatever, to each their own. Um, Money Penny. There was a single issue of Money Penny. James Bond. Money Penny. I saw that. That was interesting. If you miss it, uh, you didn't miss much. But so I you missed I, a little. I, it was interesting. I, I feel like the basic lesson of this whole episode is uh, try stuff that is out, number one. Try stuff that is outside of the big two. Absolutely. Try stuff. Try number ones. If you're if you're a comic lover, and uh, go into a store. Forget about the big two. Forget about DC, forget about Marvel for a bit. Check out Aftershock, check out Boom, check out uh, Image, of course, which I consider now part of the big three. The big three, yeah. Because Image is slaying it. But And if these books have number ones, peruse through a couple of pages and see if you like it. I mean, a number one is is a great way... To, to, and I love number ones because I want to see what's new. I, I'm more interested in what's new than than continuing old characters that I'm familiar with. I feel like, especially with the MCU, they're doing a good job with the movies. Uh, they're doing a good job with the TV show. Sans here and there, you know, like in yeah. Humans is blah, but I'm still going to watch it. But it's really bad, kind of, but I'm going to watch it. Uh, but, like, stay away from those guys and, like, try number ones. Try independent comic books. These people, people are writing with beautiful ideas. Pick up B-Planet. You yeah. say the word because I'm not. Bitch Planet. Pick it up. Yeah. It's a really good book. You know. Um, I, I don't have a problem with that bird. I have a problem with the other word. I don't use that one either. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> pick up Saga. I mean, there's like seven trades in. You're, it, it, it's delightful. 
It is delightful. Asana has, has become one of those books that I will literally like throw at people. We just got to read it. <laughs> like the first trade. I'll be like, Gah. You know what <laughs> I saw? face. Yo, dead ass like four. I, I, look, I was looking through uh, my Insta, like the memories on Facebook. And the Burgos twins, which is like Andrew's sisters, like Alyssa and, and oh, I used to call her Shakira, but I'm sorry. Uh, the, they don't listen to this. But the Burgos, <laughs> the Burgos twins, there's a picture from like four or five years ago when I was in Reading Saga. And I realized in the picture, because I saw it, and like I zoom in, and I'm like, yo, she got like the second Saga trade in that picture. And I was just <laughs> like, yo, she, yeah, she's, she knows more than I do. I, I still, I, I didn't need, it wasn't even in my radar then. But yeah, that's what I got to say about that. You guys, and follow me on Twitter, especially on Wednesdays, because um, you could check the hashtag Comics I Copped. It's a hashtag created by uh, DJ Benjamin and Fan Bros. I want to give him full credit. Uh, but it's a hashtag that I follow. I've been I've been named the mayor of comics I copped. Uh, yep, there you go. I've been I've been working really hard all my life for this for these accolades. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Working really. really hard for the the bartending so that you can afford to be per- buying comic books. Everyone writing all the poems, working all the jobs, you know, just so one day I could be the mayor of comics I copped. So, uh, but yeah, on Wednesdays, usually on Wednesdays you could you're. You, I, I show you what I got. And like I said, today I got 12 books. Um, and ask me how, you know what I really love is when people ask me, oh, tell me how that one is. And sometimes it's like I, I wasn't going to read it next, but I end up reading it next just so I could tell them. And then yeah, that could yeah, even yeah, show yeah, me yeah, that I want to read more that I don't want to read anymore. It's a semi-regular thing just to force us both to read the comic books. That we keep that's, what I, that's what I do. <laughs> I like people. One time somebody asked me, oh, did you read this yet? Tell me how it is. And I was like, Oh, I haven't read it yet. And like by Monday, I came back and I'm like, this is what it is. This is what I like about it. This is what I don't like about it. Uh, I don't really recommend it 100%. Kind of recommend it. Uh, and I don't keep comic books, guys. I kind of share them. So if there's something you really like and somebody else hasn't called dibs on, if you tweet at me, like, hey, when you're done with that, can you mail it to me? I totally will. I'll use my, my, I'll use <laughs> yeah. my jobs, uh, you know, my, my jobs uh, postage machine. <laughs> and, and, and both uh, follow Elia Lucero at Elia Lucero on Twitter and at Nerdpoco because we are going to be start. I'm going to be starting. I have a, some a backlog of stuff. There's I haven't gotten into it. Yeah. I talk about it in the intro that we're going to be giving away some stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I I'll give away uh, a mimosa. <laughs> no, that sentence was complete, sir. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> have a good night, guys.